Oh, it feels so good to be back. I'm your boy, Pat Daddy, and with me always is Dan the Man. And in this episode of Sibs on Sports, we're going to give our NFL divisional round playoff picks. We're going to talk about the blockbuster NBA trade. There's a new big three in Brooklyn. We're going to talk about the new coaching hires. And we're also going to give our top three favorite gaming systems for all our gamers out there. We got the top three of our favorites. Let's get into it. Here we go. All right, PB, we're back with another podcast episode number five. I got a quick question for you. Yeah. Do you think Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool are ever going to shut up? (laughs) <laughs> you know what these young bucks these young buck receivers just can't keep their mouths closed you know it's funny um i think juju actually did come back out and said you know gave a little bit of props but yeah claypool and they, they just they can't Keeps going you know i think they're just digging themselves they're putting targets on their back when uh it's it's easy to point at them you know it's all good and dandy when you're winning but when you lose and you get bull into more material it just makes you public enemy number one and makes you not likable. So them keep dogging the Browns after you just got swallowed by them, just got stomped by them, just kind of makes you look petty and lame. And I think it's a bad look. Like you lost. You're not playing anymore. Why are you still hating on a team that's still in the playoffs, you know? And the True one that. thing with Claypool, you're a rookie, dude. Like you're a rookie. I'll give it to you. You had a pretty decent season. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of other rookie wide receivers that came in and did a lot more than you did. Exactly. You're talking a lot for a team that was competitive this year. You won 11 in a row, but you don't know if Ben's coming back. You don't know if Juju's going to be your teammate. So I wouldn't necessarily come out and start talking that much after my first year in the NFL. And I feel like Steeler Nation, like the history of the Steelers, have never been like big trash talkers. They've just been like put on the field and do it, and like our game speaks for mm-hmm. ourselves. So if you're going to get into like a big like talk trash, like we're the team like that, like that's kind of not the Steelers' MO. And I feel like Tomlin is going to address it in the offseason and hopefully going forward. Yeah, no, Tomlin is not going to be happy with that. He'll, he'll set Claypool straight for sure. Um, yeah. Definitely. Let's jump into uh, – there's some coaches hiring going Absolutely. on in the NFL. What do you think about the Urban Meyer pickup for Jacksonville? Urban Meyer, I think – you know what? Let's face it. The two teams that just got new coaches are upgrades. And let's face it, the two yeah. teams were the worst two teams in football last year. They look like a dumpster fire. They look lost. They were easy bye weeks for other teams that were on the schedule, basically. And I, I like Urban Meyer. Every time he's gone to a program, they've propelled to the next level. Yeah. Now, there's one knock on Urban Meyer that they can say when the going get tough, he kind of goes out, kind of sure. leaves. That also about him, too. But he has always elevated a team that he's gone to. So you got to take the good with that. You got to, it's, it's intriguing. You, when you have the number one pick, you know you're going to get Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to call it right now. Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall. So you have at least a cornerstone right there that you could build and you could start fresh. So I like the hire. Why not? You know, the transition from college to NFL coaches don't always hit. We've seen that with Nick Saban. We've seen that with Chip yeah. Kelly. You know, a lot of those guys, Steve Spurrier, like a good sure. old Spurrier. Um, so it doesn't always translate. But why not if you're Jacksonville, a team that really doesn't have a pulse on their fan base right now, can't, you know, can't get people to come. You can't find Jacksonville fans anywhere right now. So <laughs> no. why not? 
Well, and you know, he's a former Gator, obviously, so he can build a fan base for Florida, you know, true. as a former head coach for them. Um, you said Trevor Lawrence first overall, but I wanted to ask you, do you put any stock of a potential Justin Fields at mm -mm. first overall, just because he's, he's from Ohio State, Urban Meyer left, basically gave the job to Ryan Day. So, you know, that's Urban's guy, Ryan Day. So I wonder if there's any conversation going on there. And there the could be. There you know, could yeah. be. I, I don't I just, see him as a number one overall pick. No, I agree. I honestly, I think Trevor Lawrence is almost up there with the quarterbacks, like sure shot quarterbacks coming out with like the, not necessarily an Andrew Luck or a Peyton Manning or things like that. Like you can't miss like, but I feel like he's still kind of in that Joe Bur Burrow range. Sure. Where, yeah. Like he separates himself just enough over every other quarterback. I think he's going to be solid. Yeah, I, that's, I, that's me. I could be wrong. But, no, I think you're. I think you're 100 right. He falls into that mold of a quarterback with a really strong, good arm, but also has mobility. That yeah, Josh Allen, mm -hmm. a Justin Herbert, a Joe Burrow, all those guys that are now starting to take that position in the NFL and and carry it. You know, with potentially Drew Brees not coming back, Ben Roethlisberger not coming back. So these young guns are taking that quarterback position and and they're really you know carrying it forward. And I think it's in good hands. Well, uh, I mean, obviously, wish Urban, Urban Meyer the best of luck. You said it, you know, doesn't always necessarily translate with college coaches in the NFL, but maybe he'll fall under the wings of a Pete Carroll or a Jimmy Johnson who's been able to succeed in the NFL. True he's that. a smart guy, and he's going to put the right people around him. So I think Jacksonville as a franchise, they're in pretty good hands with him as a head coach for the next couple of years. It's a good start. You know, yeah. why not? I like it. The other hiring, a little bittersweet for me as a Niner fan, but he could have had a gig last year, so we were lucky to have him one more year. Robert Sala going to the Jets. What's your opinion on that one? I love it. I think this guy should have been a head coach maybe even a year earlier. Sure. I, I, like his, I like his bravado. I like his uh, energy on the sideline. You can see it. You can see a lot, him a lot sometimes more than the head coach when they flash to him on TV yeah. game because he's so into it. Um, he led – Top five defenses, the majority of his career, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the best defenses two years ago. I think a lot was hit this year with COVID and shortened season and injuries for that defense to make them not as elite as they should be. But I think he's a great hire. He's fiery. He's the first Muslim head coach, too. I think yeah, that's awesome. That. That's great. And um, I like him. I honestly was hoping he wouldn't go to the Eagles because they were interviewing <laughs> at the Eagles. And I was like, no, I don't. Not good for Washington. No, absolutely not. So, see, what the hell is going on with the Eagles, by the way? Do you think I do? I don't know. Doug Peterson, do you think he should have been fired? I do not. No. I, you're, you're three not. years removed from a Super Bowl. I, I think Carson Wentz carries way too much weight in that organization. I still don't think he's staying, even though Peterson is gone, because I think it's a Jalen Hurts job now. And if you were to, well, whoever, whoever they bring know. in, but I'm saying whoever they bring in after seeing what Jalen was able to do towards the end of the season for Philly and get them back into playoff contention, you bring in another coach and then you flip that back. I think you're going to create a problem within the franchise and the quarterback room. Those guys aren't going to get along now, and one's going to want out. I think that's the situation that's going to come. I think it's, getting rid of Peterson yeah. was a big mistake. Man, he just he got a statue. He got a statue up there for three years ago. And I posted a tweet of a picture of the statue, and I was like, life comes at you fast. Mm -hmm. like, in this nuts, how, it, how fast it moves, it, what I saw in it was Jeff Lurie chose – Carson Wentz over yeah. Doug Peterson. 
And I think Doug Peterson wanted Jalen Hurts going forward. Maybe, maybe not the way he treated week 17. Sure. But that's what it looked like to me. And I'm, I was shocked by it, but I'm not mad at it because I think you see the NFC East every year. There's a new division winner since like 2005 or seven, uh, some crazy stat going back. It always switches. So mm-hmm. who says that Eagles couldn't be back next year? Cause the div- division looked pretty butthurt this year. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised still with the, the coaching positions that are available that his name hasn't popped up in Doug Peterson for another. I mean, look, look, well, if, Adam Ga- if Adam Gase, can be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, get fired, and then all of a sudden be the head coach of the New York Jets, why the hell is Doug Peterson not getting interviews in, in the vacant head coaching position? I think well, he, he will. might, obviously. He will. Yeah, there's still, still some, there's still some jobs out there. Um, but I would just want to jump back to Robert Sala and the Jets. I agree with you. I think it's a great hire. Players love to play for him. So not only did you get a player's coach, you're also getting – an attraction to that franchise for other big time players. People are going to want to go play for him. I'll be interested to see, cause he's a defensive guy. Obviously I'd be interested to see what he does on the offensive side of the ball, who he brings in as a coordinator right. to run that. Um, but yeah, the jets are going to be a good team moving forward over the next couple of years. Maybe not next year, but they have There's, a foundation now and he's going to turn them into a really good football. They're team. sitting at the number two pick. If it were me, I would already have it written in Devonte Smith right Take there. Him. You know, I, I don't think um, the book is out on Darnold yet. I think he could still be good because you've seen players excel after they leave Adam Gase. Yeah. Hence uh, Ryan Tannehill, hence uh, Robbie Anderson, hence Kenyon Drake, all these uh, players that have uh, Devontae Parker. The list goes on and on. So who says that Sam Darnold couldn't elevate his game under new coaching? And if you get the top weapon, one of the best receivers coming out, heck yeah. Sign me up. Well, you just said it right there, Robbie Anderson. Look what Robbie Anderson did two years ago with Sam Darnold when he played for the Jets. He had a great year, you know? So, like you said, book's still out on Sam Darnold. I think he can be a good quarterback. I don't think Robert Sala takes that position if he doesn't believe that Sam Darnold could be the guy. And I agree with you. Take Devontae Smith. Get him a playmaker. Write it in. Write it in. in, Yeah, that's what I would do. That'd be great on the offensive side of the ball for them. You've so. seen also, too, this year, how, how immediate those receivers, rookie receivers, can make an impact. Yeah. We saw that this year right off the bat. So, and they didn't even win the Heisman. Up. And look at didn't. what Devontae did in college coming yeah. out. I mean, that come stat, on, man. That stat line in the first half, like over 200 yards yeah. in the first half of the championship game. Bro. I know. Take him. He's going to be dynamite to watch. Yeah. All right, Patrick. Well, you want to jump into the guts of the episode? This is our divisional round playoff matchup. I like it, man. Guts. This is going to be hard. These games are very difficult because these are elite teams. Yeah. These teams, you could go either way. We're going to call our shot, but there's there's no way that we can have full confidence that it's going to go that way because these teams are here for a reason. And uh, looking at it, I think the best teams did advance. I, the more you look at it, at least for me, the more I looked at the matchup every day that it gets closer and closer, the tougher it gets for me sure. know, just seeing how each team matches up against the other team. It's harder yeah. to make the decision on kind of who you want to pick. So it's, it's going to be a great two days of football for sure. Let's do it. We're going to take our shots. You know, we'll see if we hit it or not. But Yeah, uh, we'll give it a shot, you know. on for the ride. <laughs> All right, let's start. Matchup number one, you got the Los Angeles Rams Green, at Green Bay Packers, potential snow in the forecast. Ooh, Green Bay favored at six and a half, over under 45 and a half, Patrick. What's your notes? What's your opinion on this game? 
Man, well, I'm going to start out with the Rams because they advanced last week and I did not pick the Rams to win because ever since that New York Jets slip up, I was like, I don't know if I can trust this team, even though they have star power all over. The Rams defense is number one in the league by far. Their defense, the last three games have held teams under 20 points or 20 points or less. Um, the matchup, obviously, in this game is Devontae Adams against Jalen Ramsey. And that's going to dictate how this game goes, I believe. And when I already mentioned what the L.A. Rams defense does, Green Bay's offense is the highest point total with 31, averaging 31 points. So what's going to give the power of the best offense against the best defense? And what sticks out to me is those X factors. Now I'm going to try to make a case for some other key X factors that we don't talk about. The matchup between Aaron Jones and Cam Akers. Who can dictate the flow of the game? Which one of those running backs, which yeah. I think are very good running backs that aren't mentioned in the top tier of running backs, but they're very good. If one of them can get humming and going, that takes the pressure off. And that's a key factor for me. And Green Bay's defense, their secondary is a lot better than people believe. Their corners are pretty good. And they have a tough task going against Robert Woods. They got tight ends. They got Cooper Cup. They got Higby. They got a lot of weapons over there. So this game is very back and forth. Who's mm-hmm. going to dictate the power in this went in this one? Well, let me let me point out some stats for you. You said the okay. matchup right there: Jalen Ramsey, Devontae Adams. Well, first of all, everyone talks about how Jalen Ramsey shut down DK Metcalf. The second game he didn't. The first matchup that they had, DK wasn't relevant. Um, but DK Metcalf is not Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams has a veteran in the NFL, arguably the best receiver in the NFL. So he's going to get his. Will he go over 100, two, three TDs? I don't know about that. Jalen Ramsey is a great shutdown corner. But in seven, in seven games this year, Devontae Adams had 66 receiving yards or less. So he didn't, he didn't dominate you know, the game. And in those games, Green Bay went five and two. So even if Devontae stays in that, 50, 60 yard range. I still think Aaron Rodgers, who I'm going to say it right now, is going to be the MVP of the NFL. If he's not, then there's something wrong with the voting. Oh, it's done. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers is going to find the Tanyans. He's going to find the Alan Lazards. He's going to find, you know, uh, Valdez Scantling. If for whatever reason, he can't go to Devontae 15 times in this game. So I think that's going to be intriguing to watch, you know, who he finds outside of Devontae. Um, and you said it too with Aaron Jones. The Rams defense is phenomenal, but the Rams defense did allow 136 rushing yards to Seattle in the game. So they can yes. be beat on the ground. Aaron Jones is kind of like an Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. He can catch passes. He's also a great running back. They can get Jamal Williams in there to switch Jamal up. Jamal Williams is well. a great backup too. Good change of pace backup too. Yeah. I so, agree. Like you said it, it's, it's something's going to have to give at some point, and what's that going to be? I know Cooper Cup is – he's probably going to play. He's a little questionable with the knee situation. And what does Goff have with this thumb? You know, I think that's, that's where it's going to determine it. I'm glad you brought up the other offensive role players on Green Bay, like the Alan Lazards, the Valdez-Scantling, because I believe they are the key to winning this game, and they are going to be targeted early. I, I mm. expect a lot of short passing game – off right at right from jump to start like quick screens yeah. to something to get the ball out so it puts pressure on that front four gets them a little frustrated for the LA Rams and Rodgers is coming into this with a week of rest a week of knowledge 
I felt like all year, Rodgers just mentally has been one step ahead of every defense he's played this year. Completely. And I think that's I think that's no different this weekend. I think Green Bay, I said I didn't know, but I'm telling you my prediction right now. I think Green Bay wins and they cover and he makes it look because by outsmarting him and getting those guys involved. I still believe Green Bay did him wrong by not getting him enough help when it gets to the bigger games like the Super Bowl, like the NFC Championship. Yeah. But I believe those role players here are good enough. All Green Bay. Green Bay takes it. Lambeau Field. They're used to the conditions. I like Green Bay covering the six and a half. I got like a 28-20 score Green Bay. That is so weird that you said that. I'll give you my prediction right now. I have a 28-21 score. Green, oh boy. Green Bay. So they're going to cover with 49 and they're also going to cover that. They're going to, I'm going to take the over. Sorry. It's the revenge tour for Aaron. Absolutely. I agree with you. Green Bay package. Go Green Bay. Heads. All right. Matchup number frozen two. Tundra. <laughs> the frozen tundra. Field. <laughs> you yeah. got Lamar coming off his first playoff win headed to Buffalo. Josh Allen, Buffalo's favorite at minus two and a half over under is 50 in this one, Patrick. Hmm. Potential snow. We don't know for sure yet. All right, so Buffalo Bills, we all have it on record. If you listen to our earlier podcast, Dan the Man has predicted Buffalo Bills are going to the Super Bowl. He loves Josh Allen that much. He builds Mafia. He's the biggest supporter that doesn't live in (laughs) West New York, so he's all about it. Now, I will say this. I would be a little concerned, I touched on this in the last pod, about your defensive showing in the last week against Indy because Indy could do whatever they want did running the ball and that was with Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. Now you got Lamar Jackson, JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards coming to town. And they're the number one rushing offense for a reason because they can run it up and down you. And they don't hide the fact that they like to run. They'll just do it and they'll do it and they'll do it. Yeah. So, but what I will give the Buffalo bills credit is this. I feel like a lot of it was a little jitters maybe last week that maybe they were just like, all right, we're finally here. We have to show up. So, Maybe they were just a little uh, little nervous out there. Maybe I don't know if nervous is the right word, but they were just a little maybe deer yeah, in headlights just, at the moment. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, can but, agree, I can agree with that. So that's, that's going to be interesting. If, they, if Baltimore comes out and can run the ball right off the bat, could be a long day. Could yeah, be. Well, and if there is snow, I, obviously it's going to favor in their run game. But I also think the snow favors Josh Allen with his arm against mm-hmm. Lamar and his arm. Because Lamar's come out and said he's never played in snow. So, which obviously with snow, they're not going to want him to throw that much anyway. They're going to use that three-headed run game, which will be tough for Buffalo. One stat I do want to point out is the Baltimore D, which you can say Rams or Baltimore D is the best D going into the playoffs or in the playoffs right now because they both played last week. Um, against Tennessee, Derrick Henry's Tennessee, they only allowed 209 total yards of offense. Damn. That's impressive. That's like that, you know that is, against say, that Tennessee team. They say play like a Raven. That's like play like a Raven. That's oh, yeah. Ray Lewis started that quote, and that's like that's defensive mentality right there. Play like a damn Raven. That's but I'm awesome. not I'm not gonna compare them defensively, but Indy did have a pretty good defense all year long. Yes. Buffalo's offense put up 397 yards of offense against Indy's D. So I don't think they're putting up 400 yards against Baltimore's D. And if there's snow, I think it's going to lower the numbers. But again, just like in the last one, there's something's going to have to give right there. And I think Josh Allen in the snow with his arm, for me, 
favors Buffalo more than Lamar Jackson and the snow in his arm. Absolutely. If it snows a factor, I would, I would lean towards Buffalo that they get the benefit of that, the matchup advantage for that. We, we touched on the, you know, the big wide receiver cornerback matchup in the last game. Now these two, you could argue Stefan Diggs was the number one receiver in the league this year. Yes. And you could argue Marlon Humphrey is the number two, probably close with number one. I think Ramsey definitely has the number one locked up, but Marlon Humphrey is no slouch. No, he, he was a stud. All pro for a reason. And I like that matchup as well, because that can dictate a lot of things. Stefan Diggs has been so valuable to this Buffalo offense. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. He's been outstanding, and they go as he goes offensively, passing the ball. Now, they have some key guys that step up for sure, but if Stephon Diggs is taken out of the game somehow, I think that presents a problem for Buffalo. So I would tune in on the matchup. Marlon Humphrey can be exposed, but he's also very good too. So I'm interested to see that X-Factor matchup. This could be a big Cole Beasley, Beasley game. You know, Cole Beasley, you, you yeah. could hear his name a lot in this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that is a great matchup. Gabriel Davis has really shown up over the last couple of weeks. Last week, he did a really good job for them. Two, two toe-drag swags right yeah. there. That was crazy how yeah. he got in. Um, but I think what hurts Buffalo in this game is obviously their, their rushing offense. If Baltimore's D was able to stop Derrick Henry and his 2,000 yards and hold him to 60 yards in that game, yeah. and they're coming in to, against a Buffalo team with a yeah. Zach Moss and a Devin Singletary who – they're just not they're not breakaways they, uh, you know yeah, they, they don't rush for 100 yards so it's gonna fall on josh allen his arm and a lot of his legs i think and they don't feed him enough to like establish that you know they'll that's that's the key is and they don't hide it but that's not a problem sure but josh allen can make plays on his feet and off script you've seen that last week so i give him the quarterback edge in that i give I give Baltimore the edge in rushing. I give yep. Buffalo the edge in passing. I give Baltimore slight edge in defense and coaching. I might have to give it to Baltimore. I don't know. Maybe it's a wash. Experience. Maybe it's a wash. I could say it's a wash for that. So it's very close to me. Now, you wrote on the Buffalo fence. I've been high and mighty on the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe mm -hmm. it's because I'm from Maryland. I like crab cakes and football, and I, I don't know. I am a Redskins fan, Washington football team fan, but I do support the Ravens because they are always there. They're consistent. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm going to go Baltimore Ravens 24-21 under, and I could okay. be very wrong about this game. I could be very wrong, but I've been – Trying to say, trying to be the big Lamar Jackson hype man and saying that he is for real, that he can do it. And since he did it last week, I'm going to stay with him until he proves me wrong. So I'm going to go Baltimore Ravens. You know, the people that listen to us on our podcast just want to let you guys know that we do not talk about any of this before we jump on and start discussing the podcast. And some people have said that we have some pretty good chemistry. And I'm going to toot our horn a little bit and agree because you said 24-21 Baltimore, correct? <laughs> yes. I'm saying 24-21 Buffalo. <laughs> that is nuts. We, that's and I swear fun. to God, we do not talk about this stuff. No yeah, shot. I, same thing. I'm taking the under. Um, I think Buffalo covers because they're going to win by three. And in my opinion um but yeah i got him 24 21 so first matchup That's we nuts. agree we're a point off this matchup we're opposite but exact same scores did we just become best friends i think we became best <laughs> friends and do karate in the garage <laughs> I, I have uh, a question before you before we move on to the next sure the next topic or the next game if i i know the answer for this and i think you do too but i want to hear what you say 
if the Buffalo Bills somehow lose this game, would you consider their season a loss? No, because they won the division. I agree. And, and I, I think that carries game. a lot of weight. And, 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 a a, and a playoff game. They got to the playoffs last year. They lost, but they didn't win the division. You know, with New England running that division for the last 10-plus whatever years, yeah, I think even them, more. how they won that division and how – I mean, I guess they didn't win it by a wide margin. But if you watch them, the eye test, they won oh, yeah. it by a wide margin. You know, Absolutely. So I would not consider it a failure, and I think that Buffalo is in a great position moving forward over the next couple of years. I do think that they will have to address the running back position. I just think sure. they need to find someone that can do more because you got to have a ground game and a pass game to help open up the pass game. You know, Absolutely. So, I feel like your first pick should be a running back because you yeah. see – what these rookie running backs, we talked about the rookie receivers, what these rookie RBs have done late in yep. the season too. So if you can get a stud toward the end of the first round, early second round, this team just gets that much better next year. I'm just, I, I 100% agree with your answer too. That was my answer. But I wanted to ask you, since you're Bills Mafia. Yeah. Today, right. And remember, I said Josh Allen MVP over the in the next two to three years. So that could be a year that Buffalo, if they don't make it this year to the Super Bowl, that could be one of those years that they get there, you know, in an MVP campaign for him. So Sure. But I still think they're going to represent the AFC. There we go. I heard it. You have to finish with that. Come on, <laughs> believe in them. Believe in. Believe in it. All right, matchup number three, Bakers-Brownies. Patrick Mahomes, face of the NFL, defending Super Bowl champs at the Chiefs. KC, minus 10, over under 57. Can can I have you start with this one? I will start I, with this one. I want one, you yeah. to start with this one because I'll start with this I one. know about Baker's Brownies and I I'm scared of Baker's Brownies and I know you got a lot to say about Baker's Brownies. Let's go for it. I do. Look, Baker's Brownies, no one gave them a chance in the playoffs going against Pittsburgh. Everyone was against them. They came out, they dominated that game. Yeah, Pittsburgh came close in the end, but I would I would argue that the defense for Baltimore was playing, you know, don't give up the quick big score. They were letting them score, but making sure that time was getting run off the clock. So they they had themselves in a good position. Um, they're getting Denzel Ward, their starting best starting cornerback. They're getting Kevin Johnson back, who's another starting corner. Um, I think that bodes well for them defensively because their corners were getting eaten alive towards the end of the year. Yeah, Baker has thrown one interception in the last ten games. Cleveland's ground game finished third in the NFL. KC's defense allows 120 plus rushing yards a game. I mean, it's setting up good for Cleveland to win this game. You have to go to KC and beat KC there. And I think that that could be difficult. The thing for me, and it's been sticking since I think we said this, I don't know how many episodes, Kansas City's average win margin over their last I think it's eight or ten games mm-hmm. is three and a half points very now, close I know they can put 40 up and a half we saw them do it in the playoffs last year against Houston but yeah. for whatever reason I don't know what it is I think it's just the fact that it's the NFL and it is very difficult to win the Super Bowl two years in a row I agree very with that. difficult I agree with that so it bodes well for the Browns. That's just that's all I'm going to say right now before I give you my prediction. All right, all um, right. we can see where definitely where Dan's leaning. You can see where I'm leaning. It. He hadn't said it. Well, let me give him. Let me give you guys a little something. Give it to him. Do it like that. All right. Let's talk about the other guy, the the reigning Super Bowl winner, Mahomes. Who's that guy? Right? That guy, Patrick Mahomes. Have you ever heard of him? All right. This let's hear these stats because these are real stats right here. 
Mahomes in the playoffs is another situation. Mahomes in the playoffs averaged 35.8 points per game. Good God. Never scored lower than 31 points in any playoff game he's ever played. Every win has been by 11 points or more in every playoff game he's ever won. And the only loss he's had in the playoffs was in overtime when Mahomes didn't have the ball to try to catch up. And it was they could have won that game for that offsides interception play, and then he would be undefeated in the playoffs. So there's Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and there's Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah. In the playoffs. Remember when they were down to the Houston Texans last year by like 21 points in like the first half, and we were like, oh, yeah. Damn, they are done. And then they broke off like 28 points in a matter of like six minutes. It was sure. like something stupid. I like remembered checking my phone and being like, is this real? Like what just happened here? Mahomes in the playoffs is different. And I, I'm strongly going with that with the rest. I feel like a lot of those point margins, I think you bring up a good point about they've been playing close all year, but there's also a thing called garbage touchdowns and they maybe yes. take them a lot closer. There's a lot of teams when the, they, they pull up the, you know, the reserves and they're in there and they let a touchdown and the score looks a lot closer than it really is. Hence on that New Orleans game. New Orleans brought it really close at the end, but that was never really a game. They beat New Orleans pretty bad. I agree with that. So, I like Mahomes. I think Travis Kelsey is probably one of the next most important players in, in the playoffs besides a quarterback. He's an X factor. I think they have no answer for him. I think Cleveland is getting their secondary back, but they can still be exposed. And I think that's what's going to happen, to be honest with you. I what I'll say for the Brownies, there's nothing scarier than a team who has nothing to lose and everything to gain. Yeah. And I think that's what they have. I feel like we already talked about, is their season a loss? Their season's already a win. They, they beat the, their nemesis Steelers. They got a playoff win and they got nothing to lose coming in this game. So even if they lose this game somehow, I still think there's a lot of positivity going forward for a Cleveland Browns fan base. So what I see this going, I think it's going to be 31-24, Kansas City Chiefs, 55. I think Mahomes still keeps that 31 points, Mark. I just think it's going to be tough. I just I, – I get it. I, I could be very wrong, but oh. I'm not doubting Mahomes in the playoffs until I see it. So you're taking the under. Yes. And the Browns cover. The, no, 31-24-10. Oh, no, no, no. You uh, took yeah, yeah, No, yeah, the Browns do cover. 31-24 yeah, because it's 10 points. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I, think, I think the way the Browns can win this game is controlling the clock. And the yes. way they can control that clock is that I run I fully game. agree. They have to rush for at least 200 yards in this game, which I think is very doable. Very with possible. That, with that tandem. Baker cannot throw any picks, which, again – one That's pick it. in the last he, 10 games. I don't even think he can have a turnover. Like, not even, like, a sack fumble. Sure. Like, I don't think he can turn the ball over at all. But go ahead. But he's been good at that lately. He's been fantastic. You yeah. know, he's thrown it away when he needs to. He tucks it and picks up first downs. He's very safe with the ball. I think that continues moving forward. I'm going to put out one stat with Baker's one interception in the last 10 games. Mahomes has four interceptions in his final three games. So, that, oh, could, be, that could be a big factor. Oh, shit. Um, so, for me – I'm going to do it. I'm no, going to do it. Go for it. I'm going with Baker's Brownies, 31-27. I think they hit the over. That puts yeah. it at 58 by one. 
and the Browns cover because they're going to win. 31-27. I think they control the clock, and the defense does just enough, and they win a close one. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Historic. Legendary. They could get blown out, and I could look like a dumbass, but I just have this feeling. Cleveland will erupt. King James will be tweeting up a storm. Bud Light's will be fine. Oh, yeah. Everything to be a Cleveland Brown fan. If you've been waiting for this, Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks would be playing all week long. Holy smokes. Can't wait for this game. That's a good prediction. We'll see. I like it. Chubb. Chubb and Hunt could do it. Let's see. Pat Daddy, main event. Main event. Tampa Bay. This game is featured on the History Channel. (laughs) (laughs) They said that. Great tweet (laughs) by Brady, by the way, with the pictures. That was great. Uh, versus Drew Brees, New Orleans Saints, maybe his final game, maybe his final season, depending on how we pick it out. New Orleans favored minus three over under 52. What you got? You guys, I keep going back and forth on this game. This is the toughest one to pick, yeah. Who I actually think is going to win. And I picked, we do a little playoff bracket between a couple friends of mine. And I picked New Orleans to represent in the Super Bowl for the NFC. I think they could do it. I thought Breeze had a lot going in. And, and I did not see them playing Tampa. Like I did, My bracket didn't fall to Tampa. So this is the part three. I'm going to give a lot of points for the Saints and why I think they're, they, they should win. I mean, sure. they are 2-0 and against them. And those games were not close. No. Especially the second one. And they were without Michael Thomas, and Michael Thomas is back, and he looks like Michael Thomas, who led the league in receptions all last year. Alvin Kamara is rolling right now. He is rolling, looking good. He's better with Breeze, and they're scary. Jared Cook, solid tight end. Manuel Sanders, killing it. I think the New Orleans Saints front four is explosive. They get to Tom somehow without having to rush linebackers. So – Everything says Saints to me, but why do I keep coming back to Tampa? You want to know why? Because the greatest of all time, Brady um, in the playoffs. Freaking Brady in the playoffs. And the greatest of all time, and he's that for a reason. I think this game is close. I. You don't have to pick it yet. You can. Wait. I don't have to pick it yet. All right, because I still might. Uh, I can my give decision. you my uh, right, what I got. Go. All, right. all right, so. You said, beat them twice, games were not close, and I would even argue that New Orleans' defense is even better now than they were in those first two matchups. So that's, right. even, that's even harder for Tampa Bay. Um, right. Brady, since the last matchup, which I think was week nine, I'm not 100% sure because of the buys and everything, has thrown for over 300 yards in six of the eight games since that. And in yeah. that stretch, he's thrown 22 touchdowns and five interceptions. Humming. So he's been balling. Humming. Balling. Humming along, yeah. Breeze completion percentage, 70.5% this year. He's one of the best to do it. He doesn't really throw picks. He only has six interceptions all season long. Kamara has 83 receptions this year out of the backfield. Which Explosive. is just tells you that playmaker, weapon. playmaker, yeah, weapon. I mean, he can rush for six touchdowns or he can receive for six touchdowns. And you said it, Michael Thomas, first game back, five receptions, 73 receiving yards in a TD. I mean, the dude steps like on a football field and he knows what the hell he's doing. Hell yeah. um, I think that that is going to be a very difficult matchup for Tampa's defense. Tampa doesn't run the ball, no matter how many times we say it, they just don't run the ball. 
So I think that gives that front four the opportunity to pin their ears back, come after Tom. We said it against your Washington team. If they could get to Tom, it's going to be a close game. They were to a point able to get to Tom and made it a fairly close game. I don't think New Orleans front four is as good as Washington's front four, to be brutally honest with you. But I think they have a little bit more speed to them as a total unit. So I think that gives them the opportunity to get to Tom. Tom is a rhythm quarterback. He does not like to navigate the pocket. Again, it's going to have to be those quick passes. Um, I agree with you. I think this is the hardest game to pick. You, you have a team coming in with six rings with Tom Brady. Playoff, um, playoff Tom, like you were saying about playoff Patrick Mahomes, is just a different animal. You know, mm-hmm. the experience, yeah. the knowledge, the calmness in a game like that. But you have Drew Brees, who had to be begged to come back this year, who came back, I would say, very early from a pretty brutal injury with all the broken ribs and everything like that. But he's doing it because of this particular situation. And you have Sean Payton, who is arguably one of the best coaches in the NFL. And they have experience in the playoffs as well. They've had a rough stretch over the last couple years. Um, But you got to imagine that New Orleans and all those players are going to step up and play for Drew Brees because this could be not only his last game, but it could be his last season. Right. So I think all of that makes it really difficult to pick. I'll go first on this one. Go for it. It gives you time. Uh, I'm not confident in this pick at all, to be brutally honest with you. Sure. But I don't know how you pick against Tom Brady. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay 34-31. 34 31 over they just hit time. it nice yeah. yeah oh yeah they hit it yep that's a big one yeah that's uh it's like 60 plus and they push that minus three so oh again i'm not confident in it but i just i gotta give it I, this to game with all the rings. the part three it's very difficult to beat a team three times in a row and i yeah. think you gotta like that i think tom had did his homework also and he knows how to attack this time. I think he's sure of himself and I think he's confident. And I think it's going to be about his offensive weapons, not making mistakes and doing their job, not giving them the ball back, like not no drop passes. Like they have to play a damn near perfect game offensively. I'm going to say this drew Brees playoff record nine and eight Eh, about average, you know, 500%, you know, and as good as he is, you probably expect it to be a little bit better than that, right? Yep. And I will say this. Tampa defense, last week, you expected them to play better against Tyler Heineke and the Washington football team. Tyler yep. Heineke got loose, got – yeah, I guess I know they didn't know what to expect with him, but damn, like they were in that game. He played he great against that defense. Happen. I will say they are getting Devin White, I believe, back, their yep. middle linebacker. Their linebacker's back. Backers, so that's huge for Tampa Bay. But I'm going to stay with the New Orleans Saints for now because I think too much is going in their favor. I know it's very hard to pick against the GOAT, but I just feel like New Orleans has the stronger all-around unit, and I think there are little holes in Tampa that are just going to be too much, and New Orleans at home takes it very close game, 27-24, to 24, the under hits. Wow, that's the one game that we were like really really off far off. Yes, and um, I don't believe in it either. <laughs> look, I I like that pick. I could go that way too. I I this is what I think it comes down to. I don't necessarily think it, it always comes down to the players on the field, obviously, yeah. because they're the ones playing the game. 
But in a game like this, I think it's going to come down to coaching decisions in critical moments of the game. Yes. And you got to give the, you got to lean more to Sean Payton than you kind of do Bruce Arians. Right. Uh, but for me, I, like I said, I picked Tampa because I think in those situations, Tom's voice gets to be heard a little bit more mm-hmm. on the Tampa side than maybe Drew's to Sean because they're kind of the same person. So they're probably I like it. Same hey, person, man. So. And all those weapons on offense are humming. Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, they are Godwin. Like they're all they're, getting yeah. theirs. They have to run the ball, though. They, they have, have to. to try to. Fournette, you've gotten like 100 carries this year. So you should be, he said this week, I feel healthier than ever. You're going to have to lean on a little bit of run game, whether it's Fournette, Ronald Jones, or whoever it is. They're going to have to do it. But I'm giving the slight edge to New Orleans just for this reason. If whoever cl- controls the line of scrimmage, which I think on defensive side of the ball, that's New Orleans. And I think running the ball, Kamara will run better. So I'm giving the edge to New Orleans just in that favor. And we'll see what happens. But it is very hard to beat a team three times in a row. And especially when Tom Brady's on the other side over there, just ready to attack. So this game, I'm glad they saved this game for last. Because I'm I'm stoked to see. Yeah, it. I completely. And I agree. hope we don't say goodbye to one of these legends. I mean, I think Breeze is gone if if they don't if they don't win. Yeah. And but I think Brady comes back for one more year. I do Re- too. Regardless. Regardless. Yeah. Agreed. Well, crazy yo. Dibs Nation. Those are our picks for uh, the divisional matchups. Pat, Daddy, and I only agreed on one game, so it'll be interesting to see. That's right, um, we did right. That's to the see first how game. the results come out. Just the first game, yeah. We took Packers. Sorry, sorry, James Quick. But... And we don't do it on for reasons to make it like, hey, well, one of us has got to be right. Yeah, so no, one of us exactly. knows what we're talking about because we don't know each other's picks going in. We don't. We make sure of that going in. So. And scores were Back pretty up close off of us, the all last right? one. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Not even all right, Patrick, that. before we close out this episode, we cannot no not way. talk about the, the blockbuster, blockbuster trade. trade in the NBA and James Harden going to the Nets and the Nets giving up arguably their entire future. What's your opinion on that deal? Who? What's your opinion on it? And then at the end of that, who do you think won the deal, the trade? Well, I'm not sure about who won the trade yet, but – when that's you talk true, about take, putting a big three together and people are talking, where does this big three rank? And you know what? Let's see how they even play. And let's see if Kyrie even gets on the court first. Yes. There's, we can question all three of these superior elite athletes' egos. And they all have egos. And yeah. you've seen moments where they've shown that they cannot be a good teammate. They cannot be relied on. And they cannot be – all three of them. You know, mm-hmm. t- think about Kyrie right now. He's not even there. Harden, look what he did in the Rockets. And then you could talk about KD's spat with either Russell Westbrook or the Golden State Warriors. Yep. It's – I don't know if it's going to work. I don't think so. But I, I got to say this. As these three coming together and Harden getting what he wants, I feel like the way he did, went about it was the worst thing possible. And for him to get his way still is kind of crazy to me. Shaq brought it up. You, you asked for Dwight Howard, and that didn't work. You asked for Chris Paul, it didn't work. You asked for Russell Westbrook, it didn't work. And now he's blaming Houston. Now he demands to get out, and he gets his way. So I just think it's ridiculous. And I agree with Shaq. If they do not get to the NBA Finals or even win the NBA Finals, it's a bust, you know, because you have two MVPs on your roster. And Kyrie could be an MVP if you could ever get him on the court, if you could get him mentally there. So it's um, – I'm not hating. It's just – I don't know. I don't like it. That's just me. 
Well, I, I'll, you said the Harden stuff, and I, I didn't like it at all, to be brutally honest with you. But I'll even I'll go a little bit further with Kyrie, kind of similar to what Harden did, is he didn't want to play second fiddle to LeBron. Right. You know? So and he bounces been... out and goes to mm-hmm. Boston. He mm-hmm. throws players under the bus in Boston to the media and then comes back out and apologizes, and then he bounces. Yep. He goes to Brooklyn. KD comes. Obviously, they both hurt, don't really play that season. You got brand new season right now for both of you guys to come out, start balling. You play your first couple games. You're looking like the best team in the NBA. All of a sudden, Kyrie's absent. Nobody can get a hold of him. He's not playing. Even KD doesn't know what's going on. So I, I he's doing Zoom calls and yeah, uh, like if I'm if I'm Kevin Durant, what? Why? What am I doing? You know, and you and the gotta, other thing that I'm got to think Kevin Durant's regretting leaving Golden State. Like he had the big three right there. Yep. was good and now and you had a big a- three in a system that shares the ball that's about movement off the ball everyone eats i mean it was a great system so you come here and now you got another big three that doesn't play that type of system i feel really bad for steve nash as his first year as a head coach because to handle all those eagle egos yeah. and then try to get everyone to work together but also you know, Kevin Durant was out for a little bit because of COVID protocols. He comes back, and without K- um, without Kyrie, they go on a three-game winning streak with Jared Allen, sure. with Karis LeVert, Karis with, LeVert. Cade, mm-hmm. with Brown, and then you get rid of all of those guys sure. for James Harden. Right, so for James Harden. Now you have your starting center is Dwight Howard, who is at the later part of his career. He's not able to put off put up the numbers offensively that Jared Allen was doing. So you I mean, yeah, Deion- I get- isn't it uh, DeAndre Jordan? DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Sorry, Jordan. my bad. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan. Dwight Howard's yep. in Philly. Yep. That's right. Yep. Um, he definitely isn't going to put up the offensive points, too. You know, DeAndre sure. Jordan that Jared sure. Allen was putting up. So what, do you, what are you going to do when that second unit is on the floor? You know, like how yeah. is all of that going to mix? And, I mean, it, it does. It, just looking at their roster, if you look at it, they, they're probably at the top of the East, just looking at their roster. But what's on paper doesn't necessarily matter because guess what you could say about all these players? They don't play good defense. No. Nope. And that's a problem. You have to be able to play good defense uh, to yep. get to the NBA Finals. So, I'm they're, they're going to be there, I believe. I don't know if they're going to be in the NBA Finals, but they're going to be in the mix of one of the top East teams just because, to all these said, James Harden is still – a a walking bucket like he Absolutely, is walking yeah. bucking and Katie looks like he's recovered could be MVP so well. this year he could be he's he's leading it and I like to see it he's a Maryland PG County boy and so I always pull for Kevin Durant and uh so they look good and no matter what they're at least going to get it done whether Kyrie's out there or not they're going to still make this team a playoff contender it's just a matter is will the ego will there be drama and what's going to happen when this team has to face with adversity? Oh, there's going to be drama. There's drama already. I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll go to the who won the trade, in my opinion, and I'm going to say Houston. And the reason I'm going to there say we go. the reason I'm going to say Houston is they got four future first round draft picks and four swap picks. Now I know people are going to say with college basketball and the way it is, like you don't and really don't know mention who's going to be what. Is a and Oladipo stud. is a stud. Yeah, and I actually like that pair with John Wall. To be I did too. With you. I um, did too. But people are saying, you don't know the college basketball. You're not getting to see the guys play and da-da-da. Well, scouts are going to do their work because they work for NBA organizations. So it's not what the media says. It's what the scout says. But you have four picks. Those are called assets. You can use those picks to bring on another superstar. So I think for Houston, with a new head coach and the, with the direction that their franchise is going to go, 
I think for the future, I think Houston 100% won this trade. Yeah, I, I, and I do. I like, I like it better for their locker room, you know, too, yeah. with the Oladipo. I'm already touching back on that. But him paired with John Wall and Boogie Cousins, like, that's, that's cool. That's scary. If, if they're able to get on the same page, John Wall looks like he's recovered well also. Mm-hmm. So I just think it bows, bows better for Houston. Yeah, you know? and, I, and I like that John Wall and Cousins both came out and talked about Harden yes. and, and like he didn't want to be here. Never even he, wrote, he never even like, tried. They're already on the same page, ne- which is big. He never even made the attempt to no. try, and he didn't hide it. And that's that's awful, you know. That's that sucks for guys that just are getting there and they're excited to play, and you're basically told like I don't give a shit about y'all. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so we'll see moving forward. I, I think I their do, first game together is in a couple days. So. I do wonder too, flipping it to the NFL, what Deshaun Watson's thinking about now. Another Houston legend right? guy basically is leaving too. So that's kind of funny. But Houston is just Houston losing man. their stars. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see if Kyrie comes back. We'll see if for that first matchup, if he's not, what Harden and KD can do without him. Um, it'll be interesting moving forward. Oh yeah, NBA NBA is going to start picking up here too, especially yep. in shortened season. So uh, we're going to get to more NBA episodes. We got the NHL that kicked off a couple NHL. days ago as well too. Everything looks good starting there. My Washington Capitals got a win last night. Starting Defense it out, kind of you know at least. But we'll uh, we'll see what happens. And UFC is picking up, man. We got some fights. Good coming up. matchups. Connor coming. McGregor next week versus Dustin Poirier. I can't wait to talk about that. The return of Conor McGregor. And uh, we got Max Holloway fighting this weekend, too. So that's I feel like he's always Three. fighting. Max Holloway, dude. He's <laughs> always. a stud, man. He'll, t- he'll say yes Which to I everyone. love. I love, yeah. He's, he's a legend. He is a legend. The Hawaiian legend, too, Max yep. Holloway. So, and those fights are free this weekend, too, on um, ABC. And they have that through Howard through ESPN as well. So that'll be fun to check out. And we'll do a little recap probably about that on the next pod. Of course, with all talking about our reactions from our game picks, you know? Yeah. Got some of those, right? We do. But before that, we said we had to get to a top three, right? We haven't done a top three. We got to do our top three, Patrick. Top three, not sports-related things. They not can sports be about related. sports. But uh, we went a little off-brand here. What we, we, know got? We, got, we know we got gamers out there in the world. So we're going to do our top three game systems. Now, this can go back to when we were little children. Of all time. Or, you know, now yes. since we've been adults and have kids and all that, because that changes your game systems. When you have kids – you got to incorporate a whole different array of game systems. Man, and the, the games nowadays, like the PS5, like I do not have a PS5. We're, we're older guys over here. Yes. So we're like, that's, it just looks like too intense for me. I'm all scared, intimidated by it. I'm not going to lie about it. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably end up getting one when they like are on the shelves. I don't have to like hunt down five different uh, game stops and yeah. buys or whatever. When they're just like at Target and they're like, they're knocked down in price. Easy maybe to grab. Sure. Yep. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I like that. All right, top top three three game systems. I'll Mm -hmm. start it off. My third ranked game system. I'm going to take you back a little bit. We're going to go with the original Nintendo. Okay. The Nintendo when you would have to blow on the cartridge to make sure it would play and get it in. The reason I go original Nintendo, um, obviously, you know, the original Mario Brothers was a classic. But I was a huge Duck Hunt guy. Oh, okay. because of that and having the little gun and, and playing sure. duck hunt, I mean, I'm not as big of a gamer now as I was as a kid. My son takes it all over for me, so I don't get the chance to play. But back then, like, I was always hunting with oh, duck yeah. hunt and the original Nintendo. So for me, at number three, original Nintendo. 
I liked about dunk hunt is if you had one miss, you had to restart yep. it. You're like, all right, no, I need that perfect. I'm going a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. That was duck hunt was like that, man. That was, it was. the original Nintendo. That's a good start. Number three too. That's all Number three. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to kind of stay in the family, but I'm going to take the portable. The original game boy is my oh, top man. three. The original game boy the fact that you could bring like a gaming system with you like when you would go on car rides like the first gaming on the move and let me just talk about some of the legendary games that you had for your game boy you remember paper boy paper boy you remember old lady would run out with the broom yeah you're riding on the bike going over the potholes going over the cars chasing you you'd run and hit a car um you know what about tetris you know i would play tetris all day classic to this day what about Donkey Kong? What about Zelda? Like, those were games I would have in my arsenal and my Game Boy. Anytime I was in my mom's van riding around and I had my Game Boy handy, and that was the best. Game yeah. Boy. No, the original. You, God, you're taking me back to my childhood now. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Those are, I wonder, those I wonder are, if they I can get those games. VR, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. All right, for me at number two, a little more recent of a game console, um, and this is, I think, the original from when it first came out. I'm going to go with the Wii. All right, Nintendo Wii for sure. Nintendo Wii. Uh, A a big reason why I'm going Nintendo Wii, uh, Wii Sports, obviously the tennis, you know, all that type of stuff. But it's bowling. bowling. And I'm going to tell you that right now because last night our family had a bowling tournament on Wii. I think we do it probably two or three times a week. Uh, My daughter's really gotten into it. She's five years old. She's actually won the last two matchups. So that's why I like Wii is mainly for Wii bowling but it gives the kids a chance at beating their parents. And it's oh, yeah. like, it's a legit chance to like, 300. Yeah. I, I go full out when I play Wii bowling and my daughter dominated me last night. So um, I have a blast doing it. So, and it's always fun when you have drinks. So uh, for me at number two, I'm going with the Wii. Man, the Wii, you could throw Mario party in there too. Yep. You know, like, oh, those are good family games. I like that. I'm going to go. A little back, but not as far back. But I think this is the first console game system that, like, took the biggest leap in graphics to, like, to the next level. And that's the PlayStation 2. When the PlayStation 2 came out, when you saw the EA Sports and the Madden, that was, like, holy smokes. These graphics are, like, real people. Do you see? They have sweat. You can see sweat coming (laughs) down them. And it was, like, groundbreaking at the time that – the graphics could be that good. And obviously if you look back right now, you're like, what are they even talking about? But back then that was revolutionary. And I think Madden is, is my favorite video game, probably my favorite video game, sporting game of all time. And I buy it every year, no matter what. And I'm not as good as I used to be, but I used to run fools in Madden and that was my game. So, but think about other games that came out in PlayStation 2. What about NFL Blitz? What about NBA oh, Street? Man, what NFL about NBA Blitz. Live? All those kind of originated during play, PlayStation. But when the PlayStation 2 came out, they became way more real. Oh, and yeah. it, got, it got into it. So, PlayStation 2, when I got that at Christmas, I was fired up. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. I was... um. We never went PlayStation. We always went Xbox. So I'll give you for me at number one, Xbox One. I was a big Xbox 360 guy, but Xbox One. I I love Call of Duty. I play it whenever I actually get a chance to play. Um, But again, get all the Maddens every single year. NBA 2K, I became a really good fan of. Um, Nice. 
for our job outside of our podcast. Pat yes. Daddy and I work together and we usually run a national event. A couple years ago, we had one of our friends, Will. Um, if you're listening, he brought his console to our national finals where we were at for a week. Played oh, every night. NBA 2K. It was Played a every night. And every they got night. We got like uh, the hotel was coming. Yeah, the hotel yep. was coming. We get noise complaints about that one. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, and then up. I was a big Tiger Woods fan too. Um, oh, yeah. In golf. So for me, Xbox One, all the sports games, and then uh, of course, Call of Duty. Big Call of Duty guy. So damn, number one. That's a good number one. All right, my number one, I had to stay in the Nintendo family, but this was the N64. Nintendo oh, 64. number one. That, that was my favorite for the Mario Karts and the Mario Karts. I'm still sure. like that with the Mario Karts. I still have my N64. Uh, NBA Jam. What about GoldenEye for Golden James Bond Eye, 007? James Bond. So those were the games. Those are some of my favorite games of all time still to this day, and I think they don't age. Like They, they stay that good even with those systems. And uh, that's my number one. There's a funny uh, YouTube video of the N64 kid at Christmas. He goes, Nintendo 64. And he like screams and he turns into a demon. And that's exactly how I feel how when I feel? play Nintendo 64. Because <laughs> it is life-changing and it was just the best game. I spent hours hours of my life that I'll never get back playing N64. <laughs> I, I love that. I want to give a, a, an honorable mention and a shout out, um, honorable mention, Nintendo Switch. It's freaking awesome. I Nintendo love it. Switch. Um, and a shout out to Pat Daddy's son, Riker, because we've played some online Mario Kart through Nintendo Switch. And oh, he, he is a boss. He's a boss. I the would new put age my, Mario Kart. all my money on him against anyone in Mario Kart. But it was a good time during the quarantine and when it was all hitting and we were playing. So honorable mention to Nintendo Switch, Riker. I'm coming for you. Bro. Riker dominates some Mario Kart. I'm yeah, telling you. Yeah, if you want to try to challenge, I'll give you his uh, Nintendo Switch yep. game online, and you can get run, too, because he'll take that. He will take you. That is hilarious. Good call. Good call. Yep. All right, Sibs Nation. Those are our top three game systems, obviously our divisional matchups and uh, some head coach chatter, NBA chatter. We really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Happy drinks. Peace. Peace.